0: Today is September 13th, 2021, and we are recording for our September 15th show. I'm Trey Dobson, Chief Medical Officer at Southwestern Vermont Medical Center and an emergency medicine physician with Dartmouth-Hitchcock Health, and this is Medical Matters Weekly, a show about the aspects of healthcare that matter to you most. My guest today is the director of nursing for the emergency department and intensive care unit at Southwestern Vermont Medical Center. And we are going to talk about the emergency department expansion and renovation. We've had Jill Maynard on the show before. Uh, Just to remind you, Jill has her bachelor's degree in nursing from Southern Vermont College in Bennington. Will soon graduate with her master's in nursing with a focus on leadership and management. She joined the SVMC nursing staff in 2004. When did you actually come to SVMC, Jill? So um, 2004
1: is when I came as an ED technician and I started working as a registered nurse in 2007.
0: 2007, awesome. And um, she really has been instrumental in emergency medicine and preparedness. Um, I've been so fortunate to have worked with Jill since I came in 2005. Uh, from those days when she was an ED tech until now her position in leadership of the emergency department and the intensive care unit. So Jill, thank you again for coming uh, back to our show. You may be the first repeat visitor we've had.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. This is a really exciting project. So I'm super happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, you know, um, just for the community, what we are doing is something that is uh, desperately needed, and that is renovation of our emergency department. Um, Jill and I have actually we were talking before the show I think this is our third rendition of going through uh, the planning stage the architect stage Uh, both of the previous two uh, for various reasons were stopped this one is moving forward it's the real thing we're so excited about it Um, so before we get into that and talking about emergency medicine and the new emergency department tell us uh, what's going on in the ED since we spoke last in in February in particular related to COVID-19.
1: Yeah, so we um, we continue to be uh, prepared and ready and managing um, uh, sort of everything that's coming our way. There's been a lot of changes since February that many of you already know about. Uh, the age band for vaccination expanded and included um, children over the age of 12. Um, we have seen, and everyone's read in the news or on TV, the Delta variant. Um, and so right now we're sort of managing our way through that, seeing some increased cases in our community and different little um, sort of clusters, wouldn't call them an outbreak. Um, we're also seeing uh, schools have returned um, as well as children back into athletics and sports. And um, so we're, we're sort of working our way through uh, what life looks like as we continue to navigate the pandemic.
0: How, is this, how are the staff doing? This has been 18 now, um, going on 19 or 20 months for them. Uh, working in these uh, personal protective equipment that can be hot, uh, dealing with patients? How are you keeping them motivated and how are they doing?
1: So the staff are tired. Um, you know, there's, It's it's been a long haul. It's been a long 18 months. Um, And specifically um, in the emergency room, uh, the space is cramped and cluttered uh, because we had to make renovations uh, in order to be able to increase our negative pressure capacity. Um, So they're they're tired. Um, However, they're showing up every day and they are doing what they need to do to maintain their passion, to maintain their safety and the safety of those that that seek our services for care.
0: I also want to point out uh, to everyone, Jill also is in charge of other departments. One that's a big one is Express Care, uh, which sees patients that don't quite need an emergency department level uh, of care and treatment. And she, and along with Dr. Adam Cohen, have done some really innovative things in regards to COVID-19 and vaccination. Uh, The Express Care was our prime site for vaccination for the community once our center at Southern Vermont College Uh, Closed down, we have reopened that again in anticipation of booster shots uh, for hopefully everyone uh, after eight months of their first or their second um, injection and then as well as uh, hopefully the five to 11 year old uh, eligibility opening up late October is is our best guess at the moment. Uh, And then subsequently, even possibly by the end of the year, down to two years old. But we will see what uh, Jill and Dr. Cohen did is they established ways to get vaccine to people who may not um, have have sought vaccine at at their primary care office or at Southern Vermont College or pharmacy or any other location. So um, I imagine every day there's at least a couple of people who come through and get vaccinated. So thank you uh, and and your, your colleagues and staff for that effort. All right, let's go into this uh, emergency department renovation project. Why are we doing this? What are the needs? So
1: our current emergency department was actually built to see about 15,000 patients a year, and we are just shy of 25,000. So we've clearly outgrown our space. Um, And so building a new emergency department is going to take our incredibly dedicated top of the line ED staff and put them into a space that's conducive for the work that they're trying to do. The current ED is just over 7,000 square feet. And once the renovations are complete, we'll be just about 18,000 square feet. So we're gonna be increasing our footprint pretty significantly. The advantages of that is that it's going to allow private rooms So currently, we have some rooms that are separated by a curtain, whereas in the new emergency department, every space will be private. There will be glass sliding doors that enter into the exam spaces. It'll be a little bit quieter. Patients won't feel as though their health information can potentially be overheard in the hallway or by someone on the other side of the curtain. And um, it's really going to allow us the space Uh, to continue to provide the the high-level care that we pride ourselves in.
0: I can tell you, you know, working alongside you for many years, um, we've done remarkably well, and the patients have have been uh, very tolerant of the space, and and it's it's worked. uh, But there are safety concerns when the department gets full, and this should really help. So are we increasing the number of rooms or increasing the sizes of the rooms?
1: So what's exciting about um, what we're doing is we are um, expanding the size of the rooms, which will make it easier for the clinical team to do their work. It'll also make it easier to get equipment in and out of the rooms. It'll be easier for families to be present with their loved one while they're seeking care in the emergency room, because we'll have more space for them. But what we're actually gonna also be doing is we're gonna be adding four, four vertical rooms, we call them, those are basically chair rooms. And the goal of those four rooms is that um, non-life-threatening conditions, we will hopefully be able to see almost in what what the community probably understands as a fast track model, um, in a model where we can can have their, their needs serviced um, without uh, re- waiting for uh, you know, an actual emergency department bed to be available. So the rooms, um, uh, the stretcher rooms will go from 16 to 14, but we'll be adding those four chair spaces as well as our mental health um, area. So our crisis area is currently three beds. We're gonna be expanding that to five and adding some really nice features into that space um, to provide um, for some more therapeutic healing for individuals
0: seeking care when they're in crisis. That's great. How did um, how did the staff go about designing this or, or was the staff involved?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually, you know, it's been a multidisciplinary team. Um, when you're redesigning an emergency department, um, not that I've ever Uh, really actually seen it come to fruition before, um, or really got this detailed, you have to think about how is care going to be delivered in the future? And it's very easy to get caught up in what do you need right now, but we really have to think about how is it going to evolve and what are the features and technologies that we should be preparing for now. So it's been a multidisciplinary team um, over the course of a couple years that have been involved in this redesign from um, nursing staff on the floor to providers. Um, housekeeping, engineering, security, really everyone um, within the organization that intertwines with the emergency department. It's also been exciting because we've been able to seek feedback from patients and uh, we've been able to incorporate some of that into the design.
0: Yeah, some of those things you were talking about, um, future needs, for for example, uh, there's many of these uh, examples, but ultrasonography is becoming more common in emergency departments, just right at the bedside. So ensuring that we have a space uh, for those machines to store them and also to bring them to the bedside. You know, fortunately, they're getting much smaller uh, and even (laughs) handheld and hooked up to iPhones uh, within a few years for sure. Uh, that's just an example. And then the nursing staff needs certain types of equipment. So that's one aspect. I think another thing that, that you and the team are doing so well and the architects is recognizing that um, a standard room approach is much better than trying to tailor uh, different rooms for different situations. Because as soon as we do that, you know, were overrun by a different type of room. So for an example, um, a lot of emergency departments in the past, like in the 80s when they were building them, would design rooms for an ENT type presentation, um, an OBGYN type presentation, and then they would just run out of rooms. And this way, having a standard room that can accommodate all presentations is the the way to go. Um, So then I understand too, there may be some connection with uh, express care.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. So when um, we opened the Respiratory Evaluation Center and we folded Express Care into that in the new existing space, Um, It's very close to the emergency department and moving that's moving that service line adjacent to the emergency department really improves the um, ability for us to uh, get patients that arrive at express care that need a higher level of care to the emergency room. So one of the features that we built into the construction is actually going to be a connector. It's going to be a dedicated connector from the respiratory evaluation center and express care into the emergency department waiting area. It'll be covered. Um, and it'll be easier for the staff to transport patients in a safe manner um, without um, having to go up hills or, you know, across the um, road.
0: Yeah, that's great. So for people that have been to both our express care and our emergency department, you know that uh, they are both uh, currently even well-designed spaces where you can see a significant population, but getting from one to the other is, can be a little bit challenging, especially if one is sick. And so this connector should should really help that. H- how long is this project going to last? Jill, are we going to see it in a couple of months or what's <laughs> going to happen?
1: So um, from the time that construction starts, we're looking at about 24 to 26 months and it's, it'll be designed in phases. And so, you know, phase one involves um, some work around the existing lodge building, as well as the existing patient parking lot and the construction of the new section of the emergency department. And then they'll begin by renovating the existing emergency department. Um, again, that's a very delicate process because we won't compromise care during renovations. And so we'll be strategically renovating the existing ED, making sure that we're still able to deliver the same level of care to our community every day.
0: That's great. And, you know, this does go on around the country. The EDs don't close, so we can do it. Uh, Of course, we have to be very careful, as Jill said. I think our last renovation uh, of significant magnitude may have been back in 1995, prior to you and I uh, working here, and that was when we added those four rooms, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17. I believe I could have those um, dates wrong, but before that, there was a move from one part of the hospital to another, and they they did have to do just that, uh, renovate uh, while people were being seen, and we've got a great team, uh, both internally and externally, that's working to do this to make it as uh, certainly safe and also as convenient as possible. So speaking of those, what do you um, think the biggest challenges are going to be for staff?
1: So the um, challenges for staff um, clearly will be working in a construction zone. Um, However, I think that we have such a great uh, architect team and construction team involved that everyone's focus is really on maintaining safe a safe environment for the patients and the staff. One of the, the biggest challenges in the first phase will be that um, certainly the front of the hospital and the entrance points will need to look a little bit different. So we're finalizing what that will look like and making sure that once we have those plans, you know, the, the community will know. But for staff, there's um, a chance that they'll be displaced in terms of where they park and how they enter the building um, for the emergency department staff, um, some changes will be in in the the locations that they deliver care. So for example, where we do our current triage, when a patient enters the emergency department, that space may move and look a little bit different. Um, And those of us that have offices in the emergency room will be displaced to other places. Um, So that'll be probably the most significant challenge in the early phases, as we begin uh, redesigning and renovating the sections of the emergency room, you know we'll have to move equipment and supplies and so the staff will have to um, be prepared to, to, to locate items in places that they wouldn't typically look. Um, But our team is our team here in the ED is so dedicated and committed to this project, because the long term outcome is going to benefit not only the staff, but the community in in such a positive way that they're committed to getting to getting this project done.
0: What do you think the staff um, or or even you personally um, are looking most forward to uh, as a result of the renovations
1: space. Mm -hmm. Space and um, organization, you know, we, our hallways are are narrow. So in our renovated emergency department, the hallways will be wider. The rooms will be bigger. Uh, We spend a lot of time rearranging furniture um, so that we can do the things that we need to do, move a chair to do an EKG or or those kinds of things. And so in the redesign, we're really going to have the space that's going to make the the work a little bit easier. We won't have to work so hard to do the, the everyday tasks that we need to do. It'll also be easier for those departments that service us Um, Imaging, for example, it's very challenging to get stretchers through the current space sometimes, especially when it's very busy, and that'll make it a little bit easier. The staff will also have um, a dedicated break room, so when they get the opportunity to step off the floor, um, they'll be able to do that in a quiet space in a space that's really designed um, for them to be able to sort of spread out and separate and sort of seclude themselves for a few minutes if they get that opportunity. Um, as well as the, um, the privacy within the exam rooms. That's gonna be um, a really important thing for the staff that's really gonna improve their satisfaction.
0: No more curtains separating uh, patients, right?
1: Correct. And it's going to allow space, the the workspace, the nursing provider station, it brings the nurses and the providers together. And when they are able to be together, then it makes communication easier. Um, It really helps the department to flow easier. We've put some things in place in our existing space to allow for that, but it'll be really nice when everyone has a workspace, um, you know, in in the same area.
0: That's great and, and better ergonomics uh, so that people aren't sitting and standing constantly. You know, they can stand for a bit and then sit. Um, you know, you and, and Dr. Cohen have just built such an amazing culture among the staff and, and great care to the patients, and done so in what is less than ideal conditions. Um, certainly it's um, not as bad as what someone might imagine in a, in a third world country or a place with limited resources. But it definitely is tight. It definitely makes the, uh, the efficiencies, uh, it hampers the efficiencies, and this will really uh, help. In fact, it's just great to, to say this. So we're going to be starting here, you know, hopefully just within a matter of, of months or or even less. Uh, I, I want to say weeks, but I don't want to jinx the start of <laughs> the uh, project. Uh, but we've already had some construction folks moving in and then doing this over the next Two years, it's very exciting. One thing else uh, to to point out, or another thing to point out is that this is not just the emergency department, this is also involving the lobby and the entryway to the hospital, uh, how people come in and register for outpatient studies, such as imaging studies or lab. Uh, Those two, those spaces are small. Uh, They're not set up to be as convenient or, or as efficient as we would like them to be. Uh, And so this renovation is gonna involve those areas too. And then hopefully uh, a a little new cafe. uh, So it'll be nice for both staff and and visitors uh, to come to the hospital. Um, You know, as we talk about this, we we really have to mention that the the funding for this uh, particular project comes from many sources, but also from contributions from the community and from donors. Um, and especially in particularly um, staff donate and also uh, people in the community that want to see a new emergency department. Can you speak to that briefly?
1: Yeah, we've had some incredibly uh, generous uh, contributors to the emergency department project. And um, because of that, we are going to see it come to life. Uh, Most notably is um, Dawn and Nancy Kendall, who made a significant contribution. And the emergency department will hold their name in the title, among many other contributors. And you made a great point pointing out the staff. Um, Our staff contribute uh, to the organization financially through donations every year. And um, so for that reason, uh, the the community believes in us. They believe in our mission um, as an organization and our employees believe in our organization as well. So um, we're very excited to to have that financial support so that we can really make this happen.
0: That's great. I'm really looking forward to it, of course, especially as an emergency physician, uh, but also just the aesthetics and, and the work environment. So thanks everyone for joining us today on Medical Matters Weekly. Um, I probably should point out that I'm hopeful uh, that on our website, we'll be having update uh, information for the community on the renovation project. We even have a great video that at some point we'll be able to release that is um, almost like a video game of of, of virtual reality going through what the department will look like. And at some point we can um, make that available so that folks know what, uh, what we're gonna be seeing in about two years. Um, And I'd like to thank you, Jill, for coming on. Maybe we should have you back in in a few months and you'll be a, a third timer. Sounds great. Um, I'd also like to thank Mike Cutler from CAT TV, Ray Smith from Southwestern uh, Vermont Healthcare, and Ashley Jowett from Southwestern Vermont Healthcare. Uh, Next week, we'll have Alia Ellison, the editor of Becker's Hospital Review, which should be exciting. Uh, You can send questions to her at wellness at sbhealthcare.org. If you don't know what Becker's Hospital Review is, you can look it up online. Uh, I'm Trey Dobson. Go out and find joy in everything you do, even in the face of adversity, and we will see you next week.